the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's a dark and dreary Friday afternoon, is it not? Holy smokes out there. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, it is very, very dour. But the good news is, it's a Friday afternoon, so that's fabulous. Kath, good to see you in your spare room. How are things? Happy weekend to you, John. Thank you. Very good. Happy to have that Friday afternoon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, let's get underway with Friday's show, please. As always, give us, won't you, the top four at four. All righty, John, Mike, for Friday, December 4th, I give you these. Number one, according to the Trib, Allegheny County saw a new high today for deaths from COVID-19 with 26 reported, according to the County Health Department. This comes a day after a previous high for coronavirus-related deaths was reported yesterday. As of today, there are 698 COVID-19 patients hospitalized in Allegheny County, with 215 in ICU. Number two, also from today's trip, former Presidents Barack Obama, George W. Bush, and Bill Clinton have volunteered to get vaccinated for coronavirus on TV. To promote the safety of the vaccine once the Food and Drug Administration authorizes one. I love it. An FDA panel of outside advisors will meet December 10th to discuss whether to recommend emergency use authorization of the vaccine developed by Pfizer with German partner Bio, German partner BioNTech, shown to be 95% effective. U.S. health officials predict the first inoculations could start days or weeks later. Number three. The National Football League has changed its coronavirus protocol. Starting December 7th, each team must keep their facilities closed for two days following games. Clubs are no longer limited to bringing only 62 players for travel, ensuring the teams have greater flexibility when filling out their game day rosters. All meetings must take place virtually. Coaches can work in their own offices but cannot meet with one another in person. The NFL hopes these changes will limit the spread of COVID-19 through team facilities. And number four, today, the U.S. House of Representatives passed sweeping legislation that would decriminalize marijuana and expunge nonviolent marijuana-related convictions. The New York Times is reporting that the 228 to 164 vote to approve the measure was bipartisan and was the first time either Chamber of Congress has ever endorsed the legalization of cannabis. The bill would remove the drug from the Controlled Substances Act. Of course, it would authorize a tax, 5%, on marijuana that would fund community and small business grant programs to help those most impacted by the criminalization of marijuana. The legislation is, though, for now, almost certainly doomed in the Republican-led Senate, where that party's leaders have derided it as a superficial distraction from the work of passing coronavirus relief. And that, my friends, is your top four. 
at four. Very nice. Well, I, I don't believe that it's a superficial distraction. I believe that the uh, far left wing is going to make this an issue. And soon and very soon, it's going to come your way. I mean, it's I think it's a huge space. mistake. Yeah, I, I, I think agree. it's a giant mistake. Yep. But wait, uh, I want to go back, though, to the three presidents who yeah. would like to become vaccinated mm-hmm. live on, on television. Uh-huh. Now, here's the deal. Uh, the Steelers are supposed to play the Bengals December 21st. That's an 8-15 game. Okay. Clearly, the vaccine should be ready by then, is what they're telling us. At halftime, have the three presidents walk on the field at halftime during that fr- that evening game and get vaccinated. Yeah. Okay. That's not a bad idea, John. I think that's really, I think it has merit. Now Mm -hmm. they would, now the three of them would have to choose the appropriate Jersey to wear. Right. And they probably would work out a little bit before, you know, they go out there. They've got a couple of weeks to, you know, get those abs in shape. Yeah. I don't think a couple of weeks is going to do it. It might help. I'm wondering if it's the beginning of famous people getting medical procedures on TV. (laughs) What would that I'm look wondering, like? Like, like, I don't know, like uh, Chris Pratt gets a colonoscopy. Or, oh, I don't want to see, no no, I, to see that. I'm wondering if it's, you know, step no, no. one is different than where it ends up. I think this might be the start of something that maybe uh, we regret. Well, I don't know. I mean, look, you've taken it to the extreme here. I do appreciate the presidents stepping up and saying, we'll do this live because all the too. naysayers out there going, oh, no, too. you know. Now there's the uh, president uh, Barack Obama is going to have a second head. Something people people right. are thinking about that, right? It's going to affect my DNA. Mm-hmm. So maybe they could have them, you know, do it on the 21st and then come back a week or two later during this, you know, maybe during the Super Bowl and then just kind of stand up and wave to show that they are actually okay. What about if Father Kardashians had like earwax removal done on TV? <laughs> I'm telling you, I think this That's is going to be the beginning of something. That is not good. No, mm-mm, no. I'm not going there. All right. All right. I'm just saying it's an option. Okay. What time is it? Uh, It is time for me to tell you, John, and you, Mike, and all of you out there, your weekend has begun. Oh, fabulous. It's 10 minutes past the four o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. Truly, at least in this corner of the world, all is right and well. So happy Friday to you. It feels very good, doesn't it? Sure does. I can't wait for the weekend. You got weekend plans? You like you're headed out somewhere? You're going to go have dinner? I'm going to watch the Steeler game Sunday. Right. Oh, wait. No, we're not. No, that'll be Monday at five. It'll be Monday night for Monday night football. Well, Uh actually, not. It'll be Monday afternoon. That's all right. That's it. At least there's still football. At least there's still football. Right. Okay. Should we take a break? I think. All right. We'll take a break. Come back. We've got a big show ahead for you. Richard Miles is going to be with us talking about Christmas carols. Is it good as a believer to share those with the secular world? How do you feel about that? Oh, holy night. That's next here on the ride home. 101.5 WORD. Gather around because it is present time. It's that gift-giving time of the year, and we're giving one that will keep on giving all year long. We could be paying your rent or mortgage for all of next year if you're the winner of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You want to come open an early Christmas present? You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com slash contest. This is Greg Trzynski from the Original Mattress Factory. Our local approach to manufacturing and retail has been at the core of our business model for over 30 years. We're proud to be a part of this community where you aren't just our customer, you're our neighbor. We believe in the power of supporting small businesses and feel it's more important now than ever. 
So consider shopping local this holiday season to support the restaurants, retailers, service providers, and manufacturers that are at the heart of this community. We wish you a happy and healthy holiday season. When you're shopping for a new mattress, knowledge is power. That's why transparency is at the heart of everything we do at the Original Mattress Factory. All of our mattresses are hand-built and hometown-made. And our factories are open to the public, so you can see exactly how we make each product. While the mattress industry often makes shopping confusing on purpose, the Original Mattress Factory shows you exactly what we're made of. Visit your local OMF location to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. I consider not only my team members, but my patients, my family, and I miss them for quite a few months. Stock Family Dentistry would like to say... Welcome back. One of the biggest blessings I have received is to be able to use my talents and my passion to serve my community through our dental office. And I'm proud to say that we're doing it in a very safe way. We're finally back up to full speed. It's nice to be back with family. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Election fraud, radical abortion rights. Open borders, riots in our streets, and regime changes in other nations. Meet George Soros, an atheist and one of the most dangerously influential people in America, pouring millions of dollars into the leftist agenda, instigating society's demoralization to control a free people and destroy the foundations of Christianity and our constitutional order. Watch the new film, Billionaire Radical. George Soros and the scheme to remake America. Online at SalemNow.com. See the movie that George Soros and the far left don't want you to see. Learn the truth and prepare to be shocked. Billionaire radical. George Soros and the scheme to remake America. Online at SalemNow.com for just $9.99. Or buy the DVD for just $12.99. Go to SalemNow.com and get 20% off with the promo code FAMILY. SalemNow.com. Promo code FAMILY. Because of uh, the pandemic, I started to play Christmas music in July of this year. That's so sick. No, I'm, I'm just really, actually, I'm kidding. But, you know, there is some comfort and joy in the familiarity of the carols that we get to hear every year. And, of course, uh, we could use some comfort and joy at this about, about this time of year. Uh, here to talk to us about Christmas carols themselves and sharing Christmas carols with an unbelieving world is Dr. Richard Mile. Dr. Mile is a professor of faith and public life at Fuller Theological Seminary. Richard, it's always a pleasure. Happy Friday to you. Richard. Hello, Richard. We've, we've lost Richard. Oh, 
Well, that's too bad. Mike, if you would just effort Dr. Mao back on the program, we'd appreciate that. Let me bring up the subject, though, that uh, Richard's interested in talking about, John, and that is if you're in Shop and Save. Yeah. Coons, Giant Eagle, T-Bones, you name your favorite market. And you hear carols come yeah. on the radio. Are you, does that make you glad? Or not oh, the yeah. radio, you know, on this, you know. Yeah, the Muzak or whatever Muzak. you want to call it, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, as far as wherever you hear a Christmas carol, generally, I mean, unless they're, you know, they're crazy wonky Christmas carols. I, I, I'm a traditionalist. I like to hear a Christmas carol, you know, but then they start they start to add all sorts of weird electronic or something like that. Then I get a little, you know, twisted by it. Richard, okay, Mal- so like as long as we have the good lyrics and the bad electronica, we leave that behind. You're good. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I all just right. want I want to be a traditional Christmas carol lover. Yeah. Hey, Richard, are you there? No, we got a we got a bad phone line there. Yeah, we got something bad with Richard. That's too bad. All right, I like it. I mean, I, when I'm hearing, especially, I don't know, a vocalist singing the lyrics to "Hark the Herald Angels Sing," mm-hmm. um, the boy, the, those lyrics are so rich. I mean, there's just there's yes. so much Theology. sin and grace and depth of emotion and cognitive engagement with like trying to come to grips with the incarnation i mean there's those carols those traditional carols lyrically are un and musically unbelievable yeah they truly are and i i think that the point is that most people right especially in unbelieving world singing along those carols doesn't necessarily know or appreciate you know what it is they're singing about right right but but just having but the fact that they are singing it i think means something i agree you know yeah. i don't know i now, when we get to the like uh, Mariah Carey, like all I want for Christmas is you, or like I, I saw Mama kissing Santa Claus. I have a hard time. I mean, there's very there's very poor theology there. Well, it's I'm not I'm not even concerned about the theology. It's just I can't stand I'm to hear those songs another time <laughs> for crying out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, but in many ways, you know, to hear those songs broadcast, whether it's at, you know, Giant Eagle or Shop and Save or whatnot, or in your car radio, it's a deep form of evangelism, isn't it? I think it is. Well, yeah, I certainly think it's an opportunity for that. I mean, I don't know if, okay, we're going to try Richard again. All right, Richard, are you there? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Hey. Oh, we're so happy to hear your voice. Hey, Richard, good to hear your voice. Yeah. 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 Okay. I've been listening a little bit, but you keep getting cut off. There's been a bad connection, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, you know, what, what, what you guys just said, I think, uh, Christmas music is uh, can be a form of evangelism, but I guess I want to go in a slightly different direction and saying it's uh, it's just a time of uh, the possibility of joy for human beings, whether they're believers or not, that uh, can make some good things happen in human relationships. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, give us, like, give, us exa- give us an example. Do you do you mean just being being blessed by the lyrics and the familiarity of a, of a tune? Yeah, I think so. I think um, you know it, it. It's the one religious holiday that I mean. You know, how many people? Uh, how many Easter songs do you hear walking? You know, going into Starbucks. I mean, right. you know, uh, and uh, we we just don't get but christmas is everybody knows i mean you know you you seldom have anybody say gee i woke up and 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 i I discovered it was a christmas season you know i mean it's it's there and people know about it and i want to say it's 
it's it's a time of year when people are are often very vulnerable. They have memories of the past, and a lot of that older music keeps getting played. You know, chestnuts roasting by an open fire. I'll be home for Christmas if only in my dreams. There, there's something about feeling safe and a belonging that people associate with Christmas, even apart from the theology that uh, that that you, you folks and, and I accept. And uh, I, I think there's something good about that, that there's uh, little children experience tremendous joy at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, you know, here, here's an experience. I'll, I'll do this real quick. But I'm walking through this mall years ago, and and um, I'm, I'm barely paying attention to the Muzak system. And all of a sudden, I was stopped in my tracks by Perry Como. Who sang the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight, you know? And I just stood around looking at people saying, you know, this this department store is just full of hopes and fears right now. And their hopes to to be connected, to belong, uh to feel better about themselves because they're gonna get maybe get that gift or that person's gonna come and visit them. And I, I do think that Christmas, even beyond the Christian community, is a time when hopes and fears are are especially present and, and accentuated in people's lives. And I think that there's something good about that. Mm. Well, you know, it's an interesting perspective, Richard, because I usually come at it from the opposite one. I think yours is <laughs> a lot easier. Yours is a lot uh, kinder. And more grace-filled than mine. I oftentimes think that I oftentimes think that the Christmas season, you know, the way we celebrate it in America, is just some, you know, satanic ruse to, you know, to steal our hearts away from what we're supposed to be celebrating, and instead, you know, think that we need to strive after some kind of perfect, you know, holiday atmosphere with the dog by the fireplace and the Wait. blanket, and you know, if we don't have that, then we failed. You said it's a satanic ruse. That's kind of rough. <laughs> That's pretty rough, Dad. <laughs> you know, let me, let me, let me say something in stark opposition to what, to what you're saying. And is, Thank you. Thank you for that. We, we hear a lot about uh, the commercialization of Christmas. And, yeah, that's there and it's a problem. But sometimes it occurs to me that there are also things that we can call the Christmasification of commerce. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that is that there, there's something okay. of the spirit of Christmas that comes through, uh, yeah. even when people are motivated by buying something. But, you know, the, the divorced parents and the, the father hasn't seen his kids for a little while, and he's going to see them just briefly on Christmas Day. And he gives a lot of thought to what he's going to buy for those kids. Why? Because he wants them to, to still love him. <laughs> To, to to think good things about him, and and I'm I think there's something wonderful about that moment when uh, a separated father can spend some time with his kids. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'll agree with that, Richard. I mean, I remember being you know a, a teenager and you know staying up late for the first time. You know that kind of like freedom. <laughs> Right. And then like, you know, being awake on Christmas Eve as, you know, Christmas Eve evolved into Christmas morning and in sort of marking the specialness of what was going on, at least in my head, in my heart, that it happened 2000 years ago. I mean, if we harken back to that, there is certainly, you know, the idea of that, that power 
of, of family and familiarity. And you're talking about the sentimentality of all that. But of course, behind that thin veneer is what, you know, you and I and Catherine know very well is about the gospel theology, of yes, the, the truth right. of the, the baby Christ child into this world that changed the universe forever. Yeah. And, you know, this is really going wild, but uh, I've actually written about a couple of these things. But, you know, if you take the the other kinds of songs like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Frosty the Snowman, you know, here you get this this reindeer who is the most despised of of the reindeer. But there comes this moment when he leads them through the darkness of the night, uh, bringing light. And he will go down now in history, you know. And there's something, I I, want to say, even kind of like a Christ figure there. Or take Frosty the Snowman. I mean, that's amazing. The children know that he was made of snow, but he came to life one day. And then he leaves them on this parade. And, And then he says, I'm melting away, but I will return. I'll be back, you know. And the children have faith in him. I want to say these themes break through at this time of year. And in some weird sort of way, they they also point us to very central truths about how God and Jesus Christ, you know, uh, can reach out to us. And and, uh, so I'm I'm back to the idea. There is something pre-evangelistic about Christmas. uh, And I don't want to lose that. But uh, even when people don't come to know Christ, there's something about the moments of tenderness, moments of forgiveness, moments of children just experiencing sheer joy, the hopes and fears that that are at play, I think, is an important part of the human condition. Mm, That's good. (laughs) Pre-evangelistic. That's an interesting phrase, Richard, right? I mean... Yeah. yeah, when you think about that, the unbeliever, and you know, you can drill down deeper. You know, you're son drawn parallels between Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and the Christ Child. I'm, you know, that, that is t- stretching it, but I get, I get your point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What C.S. Lewis called redemptive analogies, you know, so that you can look at. I mean, we're very used to the idea that uh, the lion in the Lion, which in the wardrobe is a type of Christ, you know. But there's a, a, a and, and C.S. Lewis had this idea that there's always something deeper at work in fairy tales. That there's a catastrophe, and then there's something good, something miraculously good that happened. The curse gets lifted, and then people are walking through Starbucks, and they hear, even in Starbucks, he comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. And there's something powerful, I think, about that. I agree. That's really Dr. Good. Richard Mao with us. Uh, Richard, do you have any f- favorite uh, family traditions that have stuck with you guys over the years or things that you really look forward to over the holidays? Yeah, well, we're not looking forward to them this time. And, yeah. and of course, that makes it all the more poignant that uh, this is a time of tremendous loneliness. You know, I'll be home for Christmas if only in my dreams, you know. The, but anyway, yeah, our, our family uh Son, daughter-in-law, grandsons have come to visit, and uh, Christmas Eve we uh, we put things in stockings and we get up in the morning. And I've always made a, a special kind of pancakes, or I mean waffles for Christmas morning, and 
we we open gifts and there's just a lot of laughter a lot of it's it's a warm time and uh, oh, we go to church on christmas eve too you know it's a, an important part of it yeah so richard knowing what's coming which is the the absence of that laughter and the waffles and the gathering yeah how are you how are you and your and your wife handling this long protracted period of isolation well, with with a lot of sadness, I want to say it's yeah. uh, we have brand new restrictions just in the last couple of days in California yes. that uh, you know we were going to get together with a small group that we're a part of, just four couples that get together about once a month, and uh, the the governor and the mayor of Los Angeles have, have now told us that you can't even get together with a two or three people from another household Holy sitting sense. outside with masks on. They're saying that's dangerous. You know? really? So here we are. But I, I think at the same time, it's an important moment or an important uh, experience, rather unique in, in our lifetimes, of, uh, of thinking about people who will be especially lonely this year. Yes. And how can, we, how can we speak to that loneliness uh, understanding it and, and knowing that Jesus understands it too, you know, because mm-hmm. he was alone and forsaken. Uh, and, and to be able to communicate to people that, that there's nothing that we are experiencing right now in this isolation that the Son of God did not experience on our behalf, you know, mm-hmm. and that we do have the, we're, we're not really alone, you know, because mm-hmm. we're always in the presence of God. The Holy Spirit is present. Uh, even where we don't acknowledge him, and how how we get to say all of that these days is, of course, the big challenge. But we have so much to say about this this uh, incredible uh, situation that we're in. Well, Richard, we count it such a privilege that you're on our show every month, that we can call you a friend, that we can say Merry Christmas to you, that I can, you know, confess, you know, my fear that Christmas has become a satanic ruse and you don't (laughs) toss me out of the church. That might be the phrase of the day. (laughs) Well, you know, we got to try to take it back from Satan. So we, we can work on that. Yeah, so sing your Christmas carols loud, right, and yeah, happy. Yeah, right. He does love to you. make his blessings flow, and I, I hope that, that you two and the folks listening right now can experiencing very can experience very, very special blessings during this difficult time. Yeah, it's very good. You too, blessing. Richard. Merry Christmas to you, Richard. We love you so much. And to you. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. From Fuller Theological Seminary, Dr. Richard Mao, his latest book is called Restless Faith, Holding Evangelical Beliefs in a World of Contested Labels. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. 
Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com slash trial. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash trial. That's bamboohr.com slash trial. Christmas is going to be a lot different this year. Maybe you won't be with family or friends, and for some, that may be a good reason to complain. But what if you treated it differently? Instead of complaining, what if you took this time for year-end financial planning and finally create a retirement plan? Let others complain. Be different. Plan your retirement now. Hi, this is Kurt Kenotic of Accurate Solutions Group, and my team and I have been helping families just like yours plan for retirement for more than 30 years. Now more than ever, you need a well-thought-out plan so you're ready for whatever comes next. Call 412-515-0005 today to schedule an in-person visit or video call with myself and my team at Accurate Solutions Group and get started working on your retirement plan. Spend your time wisely. Call Accurate Solutions Group now to start creating your retirement plan. 412-515-0005. That's 412-515-0005. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Levin Furniture and Mattress is celebrating 100 years with the very best values, finance offers, and highest quality furniture. Let them help you create the home of your dreams this holiday season at all Levin Furniture and Mattress stores or levinfurniture.com. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Tonight, a stray shower this evening, otherwise cloudy with a low 32. Tomorrow, cloudy and colder with a snow shower and a high 38. Tomorrow night, rather cloudy with a snow shower and a low of 27. Sunday, still cloudy with a high of 34. And Monday, mostly cloudy with a high of 35. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. It's time now for our weekly delve into the ridiculous with this or that. Kath has 10 selections. I have 10 selections. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's just this or that. Kath, you want to go first? I like to receive today, John. Alrighty. Here's my selections for December 4th, 2020 of this or that. Being a peacemaker, eating a piece of pie. <laughs> oh, definitely. I'll go with the pie. All right. Putting up your outdoor Christmas lights, putting away your bales of hay and autumnal display. <laughs> yeah, I'll, as, as much of a pain as the, as the, base of, or the uh, uh, bales of hay are, I'm going to go with that. All right. Bales of hay. 2 a.m. 5 a.m. 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Coming and going. A meal of eating fish tacos. A meal 
of eating slop. Oh, I love slop. It's a new thing. But it's not rising to the level of the fish taco. Oh, okay. People. All dressed up and no place to go. Snug as a bug in a rug. Yeah, snug as a bug in a rug. That's me. (laughs) Hootie and the Blowfish won't be home for Christmas album. Cher and Friends sing Christmas hymns album. Oh, I love Hootie. I'll totally go Hootie on that. All right. Stitch in Time saves nine. A cat may look at a king. I go with the cat and the king. I like that one. Learning to play the cello. Learning to play the oboe. Oh, they both seem very difficult. But the oboe, trying to get that that correct tone is very, very challenging, apparently, because 90% of the people sound awful. So I think I'll go cello. Lena Dunham. (laughs) Grimes. (laughs) Um... Because of her artistic sensibilities, perhaps, and close connection to the space program, I'll go Grimes. Very nice. Sitting on the couch at home with a hot water bottle, a sunny day at the beach. (laughs) As much as I like the hot water bottle, I'll go with sunny day at the beach. Very nice. That's my this or that's cat. That's good. That's very good. John, I'm bringing you the uh, breaking news version of this or that today. Mm, Very good. As uh, you might have heard in the top four, four, the U.S. voted to legalize marijuana in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so I ask you, John, driverless cars or legalized marijuana in the United States? Oh, my gosh. Oh, driverless cars coming and going. Elon Musk for president or legalized marijuana in the United States? Elon Musk for president. O.J. Simpson hosts a new reality show or legalized marijuana in the United States? Shoot, I can always change the channel. OJ. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey mediates your own personal marital dispute or legalized marijuana in the U.S. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm going to be consistent here. Twitter Jack. Oh, wow. Let me know how that turns out for you. All right. The U.S. Congress decides the priority list for who gets the COVID-19 vaccine or legalized marijuana in the oh U.S. Oh, my gosh. The Twitter vaccine list. Hmm. You really want them deciding that? I, why not? All right. And under the heading of things that happen at the wrong time, John, I ask you breakfast for dinner or dinner for breakfast? Breakfast for dinner. Showing up at a party an hour early or showing up at work an hour late? Oh, that's rough. Uh, showing up for a party an hour early. Retiring at 25 or having a baby at 60? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm not going to have a baby at 60. No, so, no, I mean I mean being the partner of someone who is. Oh, oh, oh retire at 25. <laughs> okay. Please. And continuing under the heading of things that happen at the wrong time, a colonoscopy every two years or a presidential election every two years? Oh, give me that colonoscopy coming and going. And last but not least, Christmas on July 25th. Or a Steeler game at 3.40 p.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> Give me the Steeler game. Don't mess with Christmas, please. It's this or that. Fabulous.
WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends with the best new Christmas music. New, new, new music. The Hope of Christmas, new from Matthew West. Celebrate me home from Cain. And away in a manger from Mac Powell and the family reunion. The best new Christmas music. Sponsored this weekend by Trinity Jewelers and Dennis Spira and Associates. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Marcia from the Springhouse, and we really do wish you a Merry Christmas. And to keep your Christmas season merry, I suggest you give the Springhouse a call to take care of all your homemade goodies. We do beautiful Christmas cookie trays featuring family recipe orange drop cookies, lady locks, cherry cheesecake cups, pecan tassies, and lots more. Our fresh fruit trays and smoked salmon trays kick off a celebration beautifully. Our Heath Bar cheesecake or filled chocolate log finish it off nicely. And for the in-between, how about our own hickory smoked hams or fresh turkeys or capons? Mmm, good old-fashioned eating. Are you hungry yet? Give us a call, 724-228-3339 at the Springhouse in 84 PA. Or check us out on the web at www.springhousemarket.com. And then give us a call and place your order today. Merry Christmas from all of us to all of you. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Finding the right type of care for your loved one can be a highly emotional decision. Moving your loved one to a nursing home, rehab center, or independent care may not be necessary. Help at Home, formerly Excel Home Care, can provide a warm, family-like environment with a Help at Home caregiver, or you may even qualify to get paid to take care of the ones you love. To learn more, call Help at Home, 412-212-8950. 412-212-8950. Greetings, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Secret Addictions with over 27 years of recovery from multiple addictions. There's a saying in the recovery community, meeting makers make it. And through our higher power, Jesus Christ, and implementing the 12 steps of recovery founded in the Word of God, you too will recover and heal. Why not join us at our meeting every Sunday evening at 6.45 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I feel, though, we always give the Holy Spirit short shrifts, don't we? We don't think about the Holy Spirit much. I'll just raise my hand here. Don't pray to the Holy Spirit. It's a deficit in my own spiritual life. Well, Jack Levison is with us. Dr. Levison holds the WJA Power Chair of Biblical Hebrew and Old Testament Interpretation at Perkins School of Theology, Southern Methodist University. He is a wide-ranging author and complete with two brand-new works that are out now. Jack, welcome back to the show. It's always a pleasure. Oh, it's always a pleasure for me. Good to be back. Jack, we're so happy to hear from you. First off, let me wish you a Merry Christmas. Well, thank you. You as well. Not quite there yet, mm-hmm. but almost. Let's hope we make it. It's been a long year. <laughs> Don't you think? Don't you think? All right, Jack. Oh, so what about what, a, 
Yeah. What about the statement that John brought up that he thinks that the Holy Spirit gets short shrift? What do you say? I think that's true. I mean, that's why I've been able to spend so much of my life writing on it, because so few people do. Um, and often the way it's written on is sort of as self, self-help. self You know, the Holy Spirit will fulfill you, make you feel good, that kind of thing. And um, I think there's so much more to the Holy Spirit than that. And um, it's neglected. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Okay, so you've written this um, new work where you talk about how the spirit is mentioned and when the spirit is mentioned in the gospels. Now that's a really interesting idea because of course, I think in most people's heads who read the scriptures, you hear the gospel and you associate them with Jesus. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to preempt you, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that you didn't preempt me at all. So talk about, so I know you've written on the Holy Spirit so well, and I carried that little yellow book around in my car for about two years. I love that book. Well, you know, if you need another one, I'll send you another one, Kathy. Oh, I just love it so much. If it's all ruined, Um, I got coffee on it. Yeah, (laughs) it is ruined, but I kind of like it that way. It looks lived in. Um, Anyway, so talk about how we can think about the spirit, what, what you learned looking at the gospels and how that kind of has changed, maybe opened up your mind. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, you know, essentially, I began my, uh, thinking about the Holy Spirit the first time when I was thinking about, like, the letters of Paul, what are my spiritual gifts, or the book of Pentecost, you know, what happens when the Spirit comes on the church. But you're like you, I thought about the Gospels in terms of Jesus, and so I didn't really um, didn't think much about the Holy Spirit in the Gospels. But when you begin to look at them, and you go past the first four chapters of Luke, where there's a ton of spirit activity in the Gospel of Luke, you begin to see kind of, and the book cover is intended to convey this, a darker side to the Holy Spirit, almost an Mm -hmm. underside, an underbelly to the Holy Spirit that's not all just about joy and peace and gifts and fruits. So to be honest, the bottom line is I think you see that Jesus is preparing his disciples for the very hard road ahead. And the Spirit will accompany them on that very hard road ahead. Mm -hmm. But it won't be one of bouncing along the road. It'll be a long, hard road. And Jesus is preparing them for that by teaching about the Holy Spirit. That's good. Okay, so Jack, obviously we need the Holy Spirit. But, you know, back to that original point— for whatever reason, we ignore the Holy Spirit. The church doesn't preach and teach about the Holy Spirit as much. So we're not using a resource, of course, which Jesus himself has given to us. Yeah. yeah I think what happens is, um, for many evangelicals at least, they look at Pentecostalism and sort of the excesses that can happen with Pentecostalism, and they say, I don't want anything to do with that. I've got the Bible. I don't want anything to do with that. And to be honest, I've been looking around the last few years and thinking sort of the same thing. It's sort of you see some of these self-proclaimed prophets saying things, and you think, I don't know that I want to have anything to do with that. But that should not keep us from a biblical understanding of the Holy Spirit, which is not about those excesses. The biblical understanding of the Holy Spirit primarily is a spirit that teaches us, that makes us kinder, more humble, more more hungry. I mean, if you ask me what is the one thing the Holy Spirit does in the Bible, I would say it makes you hungry for Jesus. Mm. It really 
it's sort of like when you, you walk into a room and you smell fresh bed, bread baking and you're, you start to salivate and think, I really want to bite of that. In my opinion, that's the work of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. making us hungry to go back and figure out who this person Jesus was. Mm-hmm. Everything, else doesn't matter. Everything else is bells and whistles. Yeah. Jack Levison, that's the voice that you hear. We're talking about his new book, An Unconventional God, the Spirit, According to Jesus. Okay, so what? how does that fit into to finding the Spirit in the Gospels, Jack? Um, you mean what I was just saying? Yeah. That I, I think... I think, so the Gospel of John, let's just start with the Gospel of John, because that's the one that has the advocate or the comforter or the paraclete, whatever word you use, right? Mm -hmm. There, the Holy Spirit is clear about what, Jesus is clear about what the Holy Spirit's going to do. It will teach us and remind us of all that he said and did. Teaching and reminding. If there are two verbs in the New Testament that go with the Spirit-filled life, it's that we are to be taught and we are to be reminded. Mm. And that's what Jesus says the Holy Spirit will do. That's why Jesus called it the Spirit of Truth. Mm. Um, there, truth matters. Facts matter. Um, and the Holy Spirit is to help us to understand Jesus better. So just to give a real quick explanation, you know, anybody who knows the Gospels knows that Matthew, Mark, and Luke look a lot alike. John doesn't look a lot like those at all. You know, in in John's Gospel, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Nothing of that in the Synoptic Gospels. There's no exorcisms in John's Gospels. There's lots of exorcisms in the other Gospels. So the question is, why is John's Gospel so different? Why? Why? Well, a lot of people, a lot of scholars think that they believe that the Holy Spirit was at work in prophets, spinning out the meaning of Jesus' sayings into these beautiful teachings about who Jesus is. I think the Spirit was reminding and teaching the early church about Jesus, and we see the fullness of that in the fourth gospel, in the Gospel of John. Mm. That's fascinating. So, Jack, so, uh, of course, the Old Testament echoes the coming of Jesus. So then, are you saying that the Old Testament also has roots in the Holy Spirit as well, so those early Christians would understand that when the Holy Spirit came upon them? Exactly. Yeah, perfect. I I don't think I'd say it any differently, except, yes, that they were so steeped. I think the early followers of Jesus were clearly steeped in the Old Testament. I'll give you an example. The day of Pentecost, right? The day of Pentecost comes, and they have tongues of fire. They are filled with the Holy Spirit. And what do they speak? They speak, Luke says, in Greek. I'll just give you the Greek for all the people who are on the ride home or sitting in their pajamas at home. Ta megalea tu theu, the praiseworthy acts of God. That's a shorthand reference in the Old Testament for all the things that God has done throughout history. So on the day of Pentecost, Mm. they're filled with the Spirit, they have tongues of fire, but what they say is the litany of all that God has done from creation all the way up to the resurrection of Jesus. So for them, being filled with the Spirit took them back to the Old Testament and into the life of Jesus. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Dr. So I Dr. really Jack believe Lev- that the, the, 
I'm sorry, I just want to, I, I just want to break in and yeah. talk about, yeah, hold on for a minute. Let me talk about your book. Dr. Jack Levison, he holds the WJA Power Chair of Biblical Hebrew and Old Testament Interpretation at Perkins School of Theology at Southern Methodist University. We're talking about his new book, An Unconventional God, The Spirit According to Jesus. Okay, what about, you said earlier in our conversation, Jack, that um, that the Holy Spirit was preparing the disciples to endure what they had to endure yeah. um, to walk the road that they had to walk. Can you fill that out for us a little? Yeah, I, I, I can. So, for instance, um, when Jesus is talking about um, when the Spirit will come to the disciples, right, he makes it pretty clear that it will come to the disciples when their backs are against the wall, when they are being beaten mm-hmm. in synagogues, when they are before the Roman rulers, that's when the Holy Spirit will come to them. And even more um, unconventional, if you will, even more unconventional, the Spirit will come to them at that time and will not rescue them. The Spirit will give them faithful witness. And mm-hmm. I think that's a big difference between our world and the first century world. For us, if you read popular books on the Holy Spirit, it's about fulfillment and spiritual fulfillment and self-fulfillment and all of this. In the first century, when Jesus was teaching about the Holy Spirit, it's not about fulfillment. It's not about the good life. It's about the faithful life, the life of testimony that you give even to the point of death. So I think Jesus was preparing his disciples that they would live they would be persecuted, they would die for the faith, but the Holy Spirit would be there giving them testimony. For them, it was more important to be testifying than to be comfortable. Mm. Right. Okay, so then, Jack, are you saying that you yourself, you look to the Holy Spirit as a source of power in your life, praying to the Holy Spirit for whatever it is that's going on? Yeah, I, I think I would probably change power to wisdom, discernment. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I pray much more for discernment, to um, for small movements in my life. Is there someone to talk to that day? Um, wisdom, <laughs> when when someone comes to me with with a problem, that I can be wise when I speak with that person. So I'm probably not as interested in the power dimension. You know, may I? I'm a, I'm a college professor. I work with a lot of students. I want to be wise. I want to yes. be careful. I want to be discerning. So for me, yes, I pray to the Holy Spirit, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will teach me and make me more like Jesus. For small movements that, and that, wisdom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, and I haven't been that open to it always, but I... That's good. Jack Levison, uh, really appreciate your time here with us. Yeah, the new book is called An Unconventional God, The Spirit According to Jesus. Well, thanks for having me on. It's always good to talk with you, John. Great to hear from you, Jack. (laughs) Take care. Election fraud, radical abortion rights open borders, riots in our streets, and regime changes in other nations. Meet George Soros, an atheist and one of the most dangerously influential people in America, pouring millions of dollars into the leftist agenda, instigating society's demoralization to control a free people and destroy the foundations of Christianity and our constitutional order. Watch the new film. 
billionaire radical George Soros and the scheme to remake America. Online at SalemNow.com. See the movie that George Soros and the far left don't want you to see. Learn the truth and prepare to be shocked. Billionaire Radical, George Soros and the Scheme to Remake America. Online at SalemNow.com for just $9.99 or buy the DVD for just $12.99. Go to SalemNow.com and get 20% off with the promo code FAMILY. SalemNow.com, promo code FAMILY. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsoruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there. But only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents. And Doug. Where's the money, Karen? I'm sorry, the money? The money you saved by having Liberty Mutual customize your home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Oh, that money. I used it to add to my collection of clown paintings. <laughs> Take a look. Ha! Ah! I mean, ah, amazing. Wow. Liberty, 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 liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Well, from the file of good news, the days of pets flying with their owners in airplane cabins for free are officially coming to an end. Earlier this week, the Transportation Department issued a final rule Wednesday covering animals on airlines. It decided that only dogs can fly as service animals and companions that passengers use for emotional support. The rules aim to settle years of tensions between airlines and passengers who bring their pets on board for free by saying they need them for emotional support. Under a longstanding department policy, all the passenger needed was a note from a health professional. Airlines argued that passengers abused the situation to bring on a menagerie of animals on board, including cats, turtles, pot-bellied pigs, and in one case, a peacock. That was my favorite. The peacock was the height of the situation. It can never be equaled. Seeing the like nine foot long peacock in line at, um, you know, the TSA was a total highlight. 
Alex, I'm so glad they closed it because that was ridiculous, wasn't it? It was Seriously. ridiculous. There was, the toy pony was good too. Remember somebody took that on? I mean, people will look at any loophole they can and try to exploit it to the nth degree. Yeah. yeah. And listen, I used to live over by the aviary. Peacocks are big, of course, and super loud. I mean, they are loud animals. That squawking sound that they make. Can you imagine being in an airplane cabin and having a thing go, ah! it's like, it's well, craziness. Where does it go in an airplane? In the aisle. Tail is like five feet long. Yeah, I know. Anyway, it's really good news. So we're not flying anytime soon, but when we do fly, okay, I'll take a little dog. What about my cat, though? I'm very soothed nope. by my cat. Yeah, no, I had turtles. Am I taking my turtles along no, with me for emotional support? No, but it's more support? easy to be soothed by a cat than a turtle. I can put a turtle in my pocket. Don't compare my cat to your turtle. WORD-FM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. Vice President Mike Pence says the Food and Drug Administration could approve the first COVID vaccines the week of December 14th. With the first wave of Americans being vaccinated in all 50 states within 48 hours of that approval. Fire remains high, the danger of that, amid unpredictable wind gusts and dry conditions in Southern California. Crews are making progress against blazes that have burned several homes and have injured two firefighters. The biggest blaze in Orange County's Silverado Canyon, only 10% contained. California Governor Gavin Newsom says most of his state will likely be under new stay-at-home orders within a day or two. On Wall Street, stocks Remain higher, the Dow up 181 points, but NASDAQ 67 points higher, and the S&P is ahead 24. This is SRN News. This message is for anyone looking for $500,000 to $1 million or more of affordable term life insurance. Even if you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or taking anxiety meds. Here's an example. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe overweight with type 2 diabetes, $1 million of term life insurance may only cost about $200 a month. We're Term Provider, experts in finding affordable term life insurance for those that may not be in perfect health. If you've had prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or on prescription medications, you may still qualify for half a million to a million dollars or more of affordable term life insurance. Get a quick quote by calling Term Provider at 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. If you're looking for term life insurance but have type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, or have other health issues, call Term Provider at 800-555-2085 or visit termprovider.com, termprovider.com. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everybody get the best sleep of their lives. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, and that's the whole point, right? Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Now, we know MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty, but MyPillow has just announced that they are extending their 60-day money-back guarantee. That's right. Orders placed between now and December 25th will have the 60-day money-back guarantee extended through March 1st, 2021. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Call 1-800-391-0954. Promo code is WORD. 
That's 1-800-391-0954 or go to mypillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code WORD. Get the best night's sleep of your life. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Tonight, a stray shower this evening, otherwise cloudy with a low 32. Tomorrow, cloudy and colder with a snow shower and a high 38. Tomorrow night, rather cloudy with a snow shower and a low of 27. Sunday, still cloudy with a high of 34. And Monday, mostly cloudy with a high of 35. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Happy Friday to you. Welcome along for the 5 o'clock hour of The Ride Home. Kath, Mike, I know that you guys are big fans of the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. Uh, does that include, now I know it's the, the movies that you love, but does that include the comic books themselves? Never read the comics, Not Mike. a comic book fan. Mm-hmm. Not really, yeah. Not a comic not, booker. Not really. Well, listen, you might want to pick up the latest uh, edition of Marvels because it's called The Vitals, True Nurse Stories at Allegheny Health Network. What? How about this? Huh. Yeah. Uh, the health system pitched the idea to Marvel Comics in August because it wanted to find a way to depict what nurses on the front lines are going through during the pandemic. And then... Marvel said, okay, we'll jump ahead with this. And they sent a writer who hung out in Pittsburgh for several weeks, talked to the nurses, learned the stories. And in short order, this week, the comic book was distributed free across all Allegheny Health Network locations. And now you can find it online or for sale wherever fine comics are sold. That is awesome. Yeah. Features local nurses, different stories, eight different stories that weave together within the book. I love that idea. Yes. What a terrific concept. Yeah. The, I mean, the cool, I mean, the front of the comic book is cool because it shows three nurses, you know, and they're all uh, masked up and they're wearing their face shields and they've, you know, striking these sort of heroic poses. It looks super cool. And so the love real life people, those nurses working right now at Allegheny Health Network, they get them see themselves. And of course, the story says, you know, I grew up, you know, reading comic books. I never believed that I would be in a comic book. So how cool is that? That is absolutely awesome. Yep. I love everything about that. 
there is a nursing shortage nationwide. Uh, it's projected that 175,000 additional nurses will be needed in this country by the year 2029. So Allegheny Health Network is saying this is a good way. We're going to go into schools and distribute these comic books and hope to energize a new generation of nurses. How awesome. Wow. That is, well, congratulations and thank you to every oh nurse who is working in every uh, nursing home, in every hospital, in every rehab facility. I mean, we can never possibly repay what we all owe to you. You got that right. Wait, just while we're on the subject of local stories, I want to talk to you about something that, um, I mean, everybody knows, you know, as the season gets underway here, we're waiting to fall into those gigantic potholes. Well, Sarah's Candy has something brand new. It's called the Pittsburgh Pothole Filler. And what it is, is big chunks of dark chocolate and popcorn. (gasps) And uh, they're saying, you know, this stuff is so strong and so so big that it would fill your favorite pothole but you don't want to waste the popcorn and dark chocolate on a pothole but you can buy the pittsburgh pothole filler where fine sarah's products are sold um that sounds amazing Mm -hmm. the pittsburgh pothole because too much of the world is committed to milk chocolate when dark chocolate is just sitting there yeah waiting to be loved yeah i mean good grief that's wonderful okay i have other good news for you what's that national cookie day oh yeah, yeah. Have you been uh, Have you been eating cookies over the Thanksgiving holiday? Have you had it? Uh, I have not had any cookies over the Thanksgiving holiday because really? I was too busy eating pie. <laughs> okay, so now look, um, my wife for years has gotten together with uh, a group of friends, and they've done the you know the cookie bake together. Right. This year, of course, it's been canceled. Like everything else, because COVID ruins, ruins everything. everything. Yeah, right. So will you yourself, even though you're just going to be in isolation, Kath, are you going to do cookies this year? Well, I can't imagine not doing cookies because I've done cookies every Christmas I don't since I remember. Yeah. Um, so I believe I will. I think headlining the list, I mean, I have my, my list that I do every year and I mm. kind of, you know, pick from that. Um, your wife presented a pistachio oh. cookie last year. Is that the orange pistachio cookie? Yes, and yeah. I am so all about that. Uh-huh, that's good stuff. Mm, yeah. That was very, very good. I do, um, I have an original cookie I created called the Mochaccino, which mm. I also very much enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I could, I think I could get into that. Nice. But if it's only going to be the four of us, I mean, I still don't know. I still keep holding That's a problem. That things are going to improve before not. before Christmas, and I'm going to be able to be with my extended family. Right. So you're going to make like 15 dozen cookies, and all of a sudden you're going to be like, you know, February, 15 pounds heavier. Right. Right. And okay, we don't Mike, want that. So, Mike, at your house, are you yourselves uh, doing some cookies? Our household is ahead of the game. Uh, oh. the, uh, the first week of November, we put up our Christmas tree and baked Christmas cookies. Holy what smokes. With yes. those people. I man. don't understand. Talk about high achievers over there in the Duffy household. Man, oh, man. And I believe this weekend we are, we are uh, doing our, uh, our gingerbread house um, uh, uh, contest. Yes. All, all, what do you mean? Every single one of us is going to create a gingerbread house, our own themed house, and then we're going to judge on it. And then, of course, the the winner gets uh, um, more cookies and hot. Have chocolate. you ever done that, Mike? This is our first go. So okay. Well, so I'll tell you right now that it's much more difficult than you think. <laughs> really? Well, uh-huh. We're excited for it. We're excited. We're. Um, I only I'm made up a ginger- challenge. Yeah, I only made a gingerbread house one time, and I said bad words really? several times when I was making no, it. I'll just have to be honest about who I am because can it you use... is very frustrating. 
Can you use hot glue? We no, you no, no. Why well, not? You can't use well, hot glue. Well, you, you can, can use but hot that, glue. It'd be easy. Yeah, it'd well, be cheating. That'd be why cheating. is it cheating? I that's mean, it's not like you. Are you, are you Everything really has to be edible. Every last thing yes. in the gingerbread house has to be edible. Absolutely. I mean, well, I would make a gingerbread skyscraper and just use hot glue. Now, okay, well, you'd lose and you'd poison your family. Now, I did hear a tip. I don't know how good this will taste, but I did hear a tip that uh, instead of using icing to um, to make your uh, gingerbread houses come together, mm-hmm. some people use Philadelphia cream cheese. Oh. Mm, but I yeah. Really? I don't know if that'll taste good, though. No, that's hmm. fine. You can make a little cream cheese dressing, can't you? Yeah, so. but if you make it into frosting, it's not going to be very strong. Yeah, yeah, cream cheese frosting is pretty lame. Like you, like usually in ginger, like, like anybody cares about this. Do you really want to know the particulars <laughs> of how to do this? You no, want to make are... a you want to make a stiff frosting so that it's you know the joints stick together. Well, so going... what do you make it with? What do you make a stiff? Is it sugar? Yeah, it's sugar. It's powdered sugar and uh, shortening. Usually, or powdered sugar and butter, but shortening I, seems to stay together better. I'm sure right. somebody's going through the four pit tunnel right now, uh, really engaged in listening in on this. I'm sure they well, are. Thinking, I bet there's somebody at home right now. No, there's not. Dinner for their family, and they're thinking, <laughs> no. you know what I'm going to do tonight? I'm going to start to get some work on that frosting that's going to be uh, the yeah. joint in my gingerbread nope. house content. I don't think so. No, really, they're <laughs> just not happy. Well, speaking of uh, gingerbread houses, this is the season for Christmas goodies. And the goodiest good we know is Marsha from the Springhouse because she's all about the goodies. Hey, Marsh, how you doing? Hi, guys. Great. How are you doing? We can't complain. I mean, you know, there's something always going on here, but uh, always something better at the Springhouse because it's super sweet <laughs> and very good to eat. Oh, you even rhymed today, John. <laughs> Thank you so much. Appreciate it. <laughs> okay, so Marsha, you guys are all you guys are heavy duty in Christmas uh, mode. I'm guessing we are. We are. We already have our Christmas sheet on the website, and we're doing um, we're doing just like we did for Thanksgiving. We're doing a Christmas take and bake. We're doing one for eight to ten people, featuring our hickory smoked ham and all kinds of yummy sides and cornbread and cake and and um, bread and just you know everything you love from the Springhouse. And then we're doing a smaller version of that for two people. And we had a whole bunch of people order both of those at Thanksgiving. And we had a really great response. And they, um, the two people, and this was kind of neat. You were talking about how things are the way they are. Um, and so lots of people got them for their grandparents or their parents or their aunt and uncle to just drop off a meal ready for them to pop in the oven and eat. So that's really fun. We're doing our Christmas cookie trays again. Um, we have new Springhouse gift cards. They're really cute little red gift cards. And we're going to put online in the next couple of days, we're going to do some kind of special coupon. When you get so many, you get a bunch of free Springhouse goodies, too. And um, so we are just starting to gear up with taking orders for the Christmas feast take and bake and our hickory smoked hams. And, oh, we have companies ordering smoked hams. And, and um, we can box them and bow them have them ready. We have the directions in there, how to bake them. And mom's even willing to share her secret country pot ham and bean soup for everybody that has gets a, a couple gift hams to give to people. And we'll include that recipe right in there too. Oh my gosh. Fabulous. Listen, truly, we know this, both Kath and Mike and I, all of us, the three of us, we know the best ham ever in the history of the universe is at the <laughs> spring house. 
<laughs> Marcia, thanks an awful lot. There's really something thanks, good Scott. there. Call the, call the Spring House. Take a visit to the country, to Washington, VA. Get something good to eat. 101.5 WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends with the best new Christmas music. New, new, new music. Behold him, new from Francesca Battistelli. Light of the world from We the Kingdom. like joy from Micah Tyler. Feels like joy to the world. The best new Christmas music. Sponsored this weekend by Trinity Jewelers and Dennis Spira and Associates. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Join Trident and Friends for an exclusive Home for the Holidays virtual concert featuring Matthew West and special guest singer-songwriter Josh Wilson. Sing along to your favorite Christmas classics as Thrivent celebrates a year's worth of generosity. This free virtual concert happens 6 p.m. Sunday, December 6th. Treat yourself to the sounds of this joyous season. Pre-register online at Eventbrite. Search Thrivent Home for the Holidays Matthew West. That's Thrivent Home for the Holidays Matthew West at Eventbrite.com. struggle in obedience to God. I, I do this. I think it's probably, you know, pretty common, right? I'm struggling because clearly God means that for everybody else. But for me, we're good, God. So, you know, he gives me a wink and a pass and, uh, you know, I'll get back to you on that. Well, Michelle Van Loon has written about this uh, deeply. We're going to talk about that in a, in a few minutes. Michelle's a regular guest on our show. She is a writer. Her latest book is called Becoming Sage, Cultivating Meaning, purpose, and spirituality in midlife. Michelle, welcome back. I'm so glad to be with you guys. Hope you're well. Mm. Yeah, we are well, Michelle. Always good to hear from you. Are you excited for Christmas? Are you doing something that's going to make your uh, your isolated Christmas uh, some kind of merry? Um, the merry will be Zooming with family that lives in other places and Sticking close to home. That's yeah. that's in the year of our Lord and COVID 2020. That is what Christmas will look like here. Yes, here, here. Okay, so Michelle, when you talk about obedience, I love this because you talk about your, your own struggles with personal obedience. And so, you know, you're saying, well, when I'm gossiping with friends, uh, I'll tend to call it <laughs> debriefing, which <laughs> I love that so much. Yes, um, it's it's amazing, and we all do it. Um, that doesn't let any of us off the hook. No. But we're pretty quick to 
rationalize and excuse our own sins, particularly those those softer sins. You know, there's a time, like the writer of Ecclesiastes says, there's a time for everything. And yeah. there are times in our lives when we need to sit down and, and speak really frankly about an experience we've had or a question that we have, you know, something that we're struggling with. That's legit. It's when we take our little nuggets of information and use them, you know, against other people or to make ourselves feel better, um, that it kind of drifts into gossip. And I have been blogging my way through Dietrich Bonhoeffer's The Cost of Discipleship, and mm. that is like going back to school. <laughs> mm. I bet it is. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Talk about the book. Um, why did you choose it? I think this year, um, you know, unless we've been living in a cave, we're we're hearing a lot of things about what Christians should be doing or shouldn't be doing, whether it's politically or whether it's going to church or not going to church. Right. You know, and after a while, I thought. I think I just need, like, just a clarifying voice that I know will tell me the truth because they've lived it. And so um, I kind of cycled back to a book I read many years ago, um, Bonhoeffer's classic, The Cost of Discipleship. And, you know, there's even about him that, you know, he's been dragged into some culture wars um, discussion in the last year. And I got a little pushback from, from a, a reader who said, you know, now he's a symbol of this or, or Bonhoeffer means that to this group. And I went, no, 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 no. I, I, I just need to listen to what he has to say. He wrote during a time of great trial and he was calling um, the people who were part of his world and his church as nationalism was growing and Nazism was growing and the threat of war was growing, he was calling them to something higher, to allegiance with Jesus, to Jesus. And um, so I started meandering my way um, chapter by chapter and then blogging about the chapters, um, you know, just interacting with the text and... Um, Convicting, yes. <laughs> Clarifying, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, holy smokes. I mean, the cost of discipleship, uh, Dietrich, Bonhoeffer, uh, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer gave up his own life. Talk about obedience. I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, put to the test, very few of us would follow through with that. So you've uncovered, Michelle, uh, uh, nuggets, right? The nuggets of the truth of what Bonhoeffer was experiencing in, in Nazi Germany. Uh, now you're blogging about this and you now you're talking about it on the radio. This obviously has altered your life. So you are finding a deeper obedience. Are you not? Yes. I'm, I'm finding that um, those, those habits, those little habits of compromise, the stories that I tell myself, like this isn't such a bad sin not such a big deal. I have good reasons for engaging in laziness or gluttony or self-pity or gossip. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, those personal sins, especially as so many of us are 
locked down, quarantined at home. Um, you know, nobody really sees us. And so it's easy to indulge in those things um, because who's who's watching? You know, maybe maybe the people that are in our house, but they know us and they're going through the same thing we are. And um, Bonhoeffer is has been challenging me um, and God's word, of course, has been challenging me in concert with that to say um, those loopholes that you want to use as hammocks for your soul to kind of lay back and relax, mm, <laughs> they're not they're not loopholes. There's no excuse for talking your way out of obedience. If God has said something, you have to do it, whether there's an audience or not, whether anyone's watching or not. Character is what mm-hmm. we do in the dark, right? So... Yes, right. yes. And as you mentioned, Dietrich Bonhoeffer living in, you know, incredibly complicated times. And, and I think about these, um, I don't know, these ruminations that he had on obedience and on rationalization and those sorts of things. And you, you start to see how he got to the point um, that he got to deciding that he had to do something about what was going on in Nazi Germany. And of course that cost his life as he was executed by the Nazi authorities. Um, but the, a decision that he made like that doesn't come out of nothing, I guess is what I'm saying, Michelle, is that, is that all the things that we read in that book and in his other work shows us how he ended up at that point. Exactly. Um, the cost of discipleship was written in the 30s. It probably came out of messages and sermons. I don't have all of the background. I'm not a Bonhoeffer scholar, just just a convicted reader. And um, the things he was saying, he was practicing. And it kind of isn't that what discipleship is, is that right. yes. we are practicing for the times when we hit the point of grief. We hit the point of temptation. We hit the point of of loss or change in our lives, and then we then we discover what's really there or not. Um, right. In my case, some some excuses uh, kind of padded um, what looks like a pretty obedient and disciplined life. But um, you know, God's grace is very big. And it's big enough to not leave us, you know, in that same state. So I, I have been very grateful. I'm kind of dreading the next chapter that I'll be going to, which is called Discipleship in the Cross. So I kind of feel like um, the first three chapters that I've walked through already as I started this right after the election, actually, um, you know, I, I'm going to be if the other three chapters were going to school, chapter four might be going to gym class, which was always my wor- very worst <laughs> subject in school. <laughs> Michelle Van Loon, her latest work is called Becoming Sage, Cultivating Meaning, Purpose, and Spirituality in Midlife. Michelle, I, I love that. That's a great analogy. Okay, so <laughs> you mentioned you know, in-, in your study through the cost of discipleship, the Holy Spirit. Now, earlier in the show, we were just talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is often neglected in our lives. How are you looking mm-hmm. at the Holy Spirit to be more obedient in your day-to-day in those small movements? Actually, in the blog post that I I wrote, I, I said that 
um, this rationalization, this game that we play with ourselves, um, I wrote, when I resort to believing that God couldn't possibly mean what he says, and that I have the liberty to interpret his words in a way that allows me to avoid actually obeying them, because heavens, he couldn't possibly want me to be at all uncomfortable, I mute the Holy Spirit and turn up the volume on the foolish trinity of me, myself, and I. Mm. When I treat scripture as an abstraction or a metaphor, and I, I go down that road of saying, God couldn't really want me to do this super hard thing that is obedience. You know, maybe he wants me to work my way into it, or maybe he just wants me to think about it spiritually. (laughs) We disconnect ourselves from being able to respond to the Holy Spirit. If he says, don't do it, and we don't do it, we start to learn what his voice sounds like in our lives. Michelle Van Loon is with us. We're talking about her reflections on the cost of discipleship. You can find those at her website, michellevanloon.com. That's michellevanloon.com. Michelle, I want to uh, change talk just a little bit and ask you about how you're doing during the COVID-19 thing. Am I right in remembering that you suffer with an autoimmune disease? Yeah, um, I have an immune system deficiency, so I do not have a functioning immune system. I have to borrow my immunities from other people in the form of weekly infusions of um, a plasma product that carries immunoglobulin G, which is a bunch of sciencey stuff to say that gives me some of what my body does not manufacture on its own, not everything. Um, Mm. But I um, have to be very um, careful, but in a way, Um, Just about all of us, because none of us have ever been exposed to the coronavirus that is circulating in our country and world. Um, Everybody's kind of in the same boat in some ways, you know, that the things that I had to do, wash my hands a lot and hand sanitize and wear a mask when I traveled, um, you know, some of those things now are not so weird anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, it's it's hard. I'm an extrovert. I love being with people, speaking to groups, hanging out, going out for coffee, all of that good stuff. And um, so these last months have, have been a, kind of an exercise in some creativity and um, developing relationships, um, maintaining relationships with all of the um, kind of boundaries and fences that are put around what our lives look like right now. So, but thank you for asking. It's very kind of you. We're all kind of navigating um, something and whatever normal looks like after that, this, it will never, will never be in 2019 again. So. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's fair game. I mean, everybody's emotions are their emotions. And um, mm-hmm. how can there be judgment upon that? Because we're all going through this, you know, collectively, but also individually. So, Michelle, it's always a pleasure for us to be with you. We certainly appreciate your thoughts and your writing. And uh, both Kath and I and Mike, we wish you a Merry Christmas. And we hope that uh, 2021 frees us all. And uh, that extroverted uh, uh, life that you yearn for comes back in full flourish once again. 
Oh, thanks, you guys. And, and same to you and to your listeners. Be well. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Hi, I'm Steve Schwetz, host of Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. How are you doing with all this upheaval to your comfortable routine? Are you feeling a little anxious? Are you concerned for those you love? Well, don't think for a moment that God isn't fully present and fully in control. In fact, His glory is best seen against a backdrop of uncertainty and fear. We see that when we study God's Word. So join us on the Bible bus on this station and build your confidence in Jesus Christ. You'll be so glad you did. Do you think all vitamin C's are the same? They're not. Ester C is a superior form of vitamin C. It's the only vitamin C with 24-hour immune support. And it lasts up to two times longer than regular vitamin C. So don't just settle for any vitamin C. Buy Ester C and support your immune health today. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Well, in-person learning at most colleges across the country and at Grove City College here locally have just about ended, if not already. To survive this semester, it required a large measure of planning, good decision-making, and flexibility on the part of the staff and the students. So, first and foremost, because of low numbers, Kudos to Grove City College for meeting in person from the beginning of the semester until now. That really says a lot about the excellence of Grove City College. Look, um, both Kath and I have kids there. We personally invested in this process. And Kath, although it wasn't perfect, it was a really good semester, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, I can't tell you how many times my husband and I talked to our kids and said, you know, thank God that you are in a place where you can actually be in class in person. Now, look, there were all sorts of isolations and quarantines and, you know, like every other college, the last month has been absolute craziness. I've just been grateful for the fact that, as you said, John, people there at Grove City have a strong enough enough um, uh, knowledge and appreciation of authority and they're willing to be able to change things up if they have to at the last minute to just keep things going till the end of the semester and I don't know I've just been grateful for them the whole way through. Now of course we don't know what next semester or fall of 21 is going to look like but if you're looking for a quality education Grove City College gcc.edu. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, a stray shower this evening, otherwise cloudy with a low 32. Tomorrow, cloudy and colder with a snow shower and a high 38. Tomorrow night, rather cloudy with a snow shower and a low of 27. Sunday, still cloudy with a high of 34. And Monday, mostly cloudy with a high of 35. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. There's a couple, uh, June Roundtree and her husband, Al. 
They live in uh, Dothan, Alabama. And they got this dog, Abby. They keep the dog out in the backyard. It's, uh, it's on a, in a runner. Sure. And on November 8th, she went out in the backyard to feed Abby. No Abby. <gasps> so in those intervening weeks, June and her husband driving around the neighborhood. Oh, no. Looking time, for Abby. Calling for Abby. Calling for Abby. Calling for Abby. Uh, June works as a, a cashier for years at the uh, the local Walmart. And on November 28th, she's at Walmart and she's doing her job and she hears this commotion. Wait, how long is this later? Uh, so November 20, so November, November 6th to November 28th. Oh, okay. so about three weeks. Time. Yeah. So she's at the, her register number six where she's been manning for forever and ever. And people have said, there's a dog loose in the store and they're trying to chase this dog down. All of a sudden, this dog comes up to register number six and it's Abby the lost dog who came to Walmart to find her owner, June. June said, I Wait could not believe this. She said, you know, it, she said, I, I've never really taken the dog inside the store. She said, occasionally my husband would drop me off, you know, so, you know, she has some passing familiarity with Walmart, but she grabs Abby. She gets down on her knees and she starts weeping. And people are at Walmart. Everyone's oh. like, what's going on? Everyone's applauding, cheering. She went home on her lunch hour, took Abby with her. Al's there. They're like, there, this is big sort of celebration. How can that even be? So in this article that I'm reading, which is from uh, the New York Post, I'm sorry, the Washington Post, um, a psychologist, a, an animal psychologist says, most likely the dog had been wandering, although the dog had been fed, apparently it was still in pretty good shape. And recognize this large structure and maybe not knowing that, you know, his owner was inside, but enough familiarity to go inside. I don't know. Paint it as you like. Okay. But here's the thing. The dog ended up at register six. Yeah, he did. Now, I mean, Walmart, last time I checked, is pretty large. Pretty large. But he was being chased. Probably he was being chased by people because the dog didn't have a mask on. Right. Exactly. He's breaking right. COVID rules. Right. So the dog's lost for three weeks, yep. wanders off, and then shows up at his owner's workplace. Yep. That uh, is an awesome story. She says, I can't express the feeling. All these people were there around the dog, and I couldn't even talk to them. I was crying so hard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so good. Don't you Fabulous. love animals? Yes. Oh, what they Fabulous. can teach us about the love of God, hmm. the character, the creativity of God. Oh. You know, I just saw you pick your cat up. And I, had, cat, I had to. My cat, my cat was making such a commotion behind me. I had to open up the closet so he could get in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the beauty of animals. That's the difference between a cat and a dog, right? A dog's not going to go into a closet. Oh, yeah. cat wants does. to live in there. Gus wants to go in there and see what's up. <laughs> All right. We should take a break and uh, come back. We're going to do the week in review. Kath and I uh, take a dive in to see what we liked, what made us angry, what we ate. That's straight ahead. WORD. God bless everyone. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for for all of next year? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. To our Merry Christmas, God bless us. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com. 
Facebook.com slash contests. Of all the women in the world, you chose her. She is the one you can't live without. How will you tell her, I love you forever? You tell her with a diamond. From Trinity Jewelers. And of all the diamonds in the world, none say forever, like the center of my universe from Forevermark. Less than 1% of the world's diamonds can carry the Forevermark inscription, a promise that each diamond is beautiful, rare, and responsibly sourced. A diamond worthy of a woman as rare as she is, and a love as unique as yours. The center of my universe can only be found at an authorized Forevermark jeweler. Trinity Jewelers, Mount Nebo Road. Discover Forevermark, the diamond, the promise, at Trinity Jewelers. For when you really want to say, I love you forever. Visit trinityjewelers.com. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? COVID numbers. Who's in line for the vaccine? I appreciate that. Yeah, the numbers are spiking through the roof like crazy, but the end is nigh. It truly is. I believe that. I'm all excited about that. What was a conversation that made you think? On Wednesday's show, John, um, 440, we had Dr. Tremper Longman on, and he's an Old Testament expert, but he did a segment on Proverbs that I thought was really helpful. Proverbs is a weird book to read. You know, if you've never read it, sit down and, and give it a look. It's not a story, and it's not... Um, you know, groups of thoughts that go on for whole chapters. Um, it's, it's, it's a really different thing. And him being able to kind of step back and say, hey, this is what Proverbs is for. This is how you can look at it. This is how you can read it. I thought it was really helpful. That's good. Uh, yesterday's show, our friend Bill Glaze from Bethany Baptist Church. Uh, Bill was talking about, <laughs> you know, joy in this dark era. And he said this, he said, this is a phrase that goes around the black church. The joy that I have, the world didn't give it. The world can't take it away. I mean, that's it, right? There's the gospel right there. 
I mean, it's a mess out there and it's a mess inside our own hearts and our families are upside down, but man, we can still lean in. And just like Michelle Van Loon was talking about with the cost of discipleship, that obedience will give us joy. What did you eat? Listen, I made something this week that I made last week for Thanksgiving because I liked it so much. I made a recipe for smashed sweet potatoes with chipotle peppers. People. It is delicious. It's like, it's creamy, but it's a little hot. There's like, it's like the sweet, sweet potato and a little bit of the creamy. And then at the very end, there's a kick. I love it. Well, we're still in uh, the gift that keeps on giving, which is the Thanksgiving turkey. Uh, Yesterday and today for lunch, I had my wife's super delish turkey noodle soup. Mm. Man, is that good? I mean, I'm not making it, but I sure am enjoying it. So fabulous. Little carrots some celeries and leftover turkey bones. That's some good stuff. What did you watch? I'm consumed. I'm obsessed. I cannot get enough of Netflix's dark. I, I mean, John, I think you told me about it like four or five months ago. Mm-hmm. I never investigated it. My life was too dark. I thought, oh, I can't certainly. I, it is so outstanding. I can't stop. It's, it's amazing. You, if you have, if you like sci-fi, you have got to watch dark. Very nice. I am uh, doing two uh, complete and total bookends. Uh, We finished season four of The Crown, Mm. which I absolutely loved. And then last night I watched Hillbilly Elegy, (gasps) which I despised. No. Oh, I mean, that's, I mean, uh, my wife read the book and she loves the book. The movie to me was absolutely chaotic. I couldn't wait for it to be over. I mean, I really, the violence, the the addiction, the insanity uh, in that story, not to say it was interesting too, you know, it's this family here in, in, you know, uh, in Appalachia and the the Royals in England, they're not that far from it or that different (laughs) from it either. So, you know, you're shaking your little, you know, jewelry. It's a little different in the setting, but it's the same emotional breakdown. What hacked you off? Why do we have a Steeler game at 3.40 p.m. on a Wednesday? Also, Bud Dupree's out for the year. Again, put on a mask. You're not a hero or a patriot. You're just being a selfish fool. Mask up, people. What was the best news you heard this week? 11 and 0 Steelers. How can we complain about that? No, it's 11 and 0 Steelers in the midst of the pandemic. Truly for a lot of people, it's the only bright spot. Here we go Steelers. A third grade teacher in Kimball, Minnesota decided to help a custodian at the school she works at when he needed it the most. He put out a request on Facebook because he was experiencing kidney failure. Okay. His daughter actually put something on her Facebook page saying, Hey, look, we need a donor. My dad needs a new kidney. We don't know if he's even going to make it because most kidney waiting lists are years long. And we don't think he has years. If there's any of you who thinks they can help, would you please step in? Well, listen, this woman stepped in. I can't find her name. Erin Durga is her name. She went out, she got some tests. She found out she was a match and she decided to give Patrick Martins one of her kidneys. Listen, 
Patrick's wife, Linda, told the Washington Post, who expects a teacher to give their kidney to a custodian? It's the most beautiful story. I mean, I, you should look it up online. You know, I'll try to post it on our Facebook page tonight because it'll make you feel like, you know, there are people in the world who are unbelievable. I mean, what a... They're, they weren't even friends. I mean, they were friends, but they weren't really close. Hanging it's not like together. they were siblings. It's not right. like they were diehard friends. She just saw someone who needed something and she knew that she had it. Listen, she pulled up in a minivan in front of his house and she jumped out of it wearing a t-shirt that said donor. Whoa, that is super cool. That's no small matter. My wife donated her kidney to her sister. I mean, that's a gigantic deal still. And in closing, you two have anything meaningful for us? Well, I'll say this, that Advent is finally here. And so I think about in the Gospels, the woman who lost the coin, found it, had a big party. Or the the shepherd in search of the lost sheep. I mean, the prodigal son, right? Jesus is searching for us all. He sent here, he came among us to find the lost. And so the baby will soon arrive and heaven is at hand. And that's the good news. I've been reading the Psalms lately and I was in the seventh the other day. And boy, this, this jumped out at me. I, it's, it's just one verse. It says, he who is pregnant with evil and conceives trouble gives birth to disillusionment going to read that again. He is pregnant with evil and gives and conceives trouble, gives birth to disillusionment. And I stopped and I thought, first of all, I never knew the word disillusionment was in the Bible. I would never have thought it was in one of the Psalms, but it made me think of how many people I know who are disillusioned with Christianity, who are disillusioned with faith, who are disillusioned with the church. And this is telling, this verse is telling you why. Because there are people, there are Christians, there are people who say that they follow God, and we ourselves are pregnant with evil, and we conceive trouble. And what that does, it doesn't just harm us, but it creates disillusionment in the unbelieving world. And if there's anything we should probably repent of in this Christmas season, I think that's what it is. And that's John and Kathy's Week in Review. Of all the women in the world, you chose her. She is the one you can't live without. How will you tell her, I love you forever? You tell her with a diamond. From Trinity Jewelers. And of all the diamonds in the world, none say forever, like the center of my universe from Forevermark. Less than 1% of the world's diamonds can carry the Forevermark inscription, a promise that each diamond is beautiful, rare, and responsibly sourced. A diamond worthy of a woman as rare as she is, and a love as unique as yours. The center of my universe can only be found at an authorized Forevermark jeweler. Trinity Jewelers, Mount Nebo Road. Discover Forevermark, the diamond, the promise, at Trinity Jewelers. For when you really want to say, I love you forever. Visit TrinityJewelers.com. 
Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Welcome back to Customize and save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Join Thrivent and Friends for an exclusive Home for the Holidays virtual concert featuring Matthew West and special guest singer-songwriter Josh Wilson. Sing along to your favorite Christmas classics as Thrivent celebrates a year's worth of generosity. This free virtual concert happens 6 p.m. Sunday, December 6th. Treat yourself to the sounds of this joyous season. Pre-register online at Eventbrite. Search Thrivent Home for the Holidays Matthew West. That's Thrivent Home for the Holidays Matthew West at Eventbrite.com. At the Y, it's about more than sports and working out. It's about making my community better. Living a healthier life. Spending time together as a family. It's where I go to learn and play after school. The Y strengthens communities. By helping kids reach their full potential. Encouraging healthy living. And inspiring social responsibility. Get involved. Find the Y near you. Visit YMCA.net. Kath, I know that you're a huge fan of Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the deal. Uh, News today that Stevie Nicks has closed a deal to sell a majority stake in her publishing catalog on the heels of Fleetwood Mac's dreams hitting the Billboard charts for the first time since 1977. Music publisher Primary Wave purchased 80% of the copyrights that apparently only she owns in Fleetwood Mac. The copyright is valued at $100 million. Whoa. So Stevie Nicks is going to cash out at 80 mil. Holy moly. Mm. The deal includes hits. A white-winged dove. Edge of 17, Riona, a landslide, and, you know, all the big hits that uh, we know, right? So that's good news for uh, Stevie Nicks. Good news for her. Yeah, very nice. Uh, how about this? You ever sit around and, um, you know, you're watching a movie and you kind of go, uh, that's uh, Amy Adams there. I'm watching, you know, last night. How old is Amy Adams? Oh, this yeah. Is like- I often think that. Or or if there's an old movie and somebody says, oh, you know who that is? That's, uh, right. I don't know, Barbara Stanwyck. And you're like, well, how old was she when yeah, she yeah. did that? I'm watching, you know, Casablanca and I'm looking at Humphrey Bogart and then the age difference between him and Lauren Bacall. And I want to know how old they were when they shot that movie. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, no, apparently there is a, a website called How Old Were They Then? <laughs> really? So you can do that? Yeah. 
a single purpose website for those moments when you're watching something on TV, you really know, need to know how old the actor was during filming, right? I mean, I like it. Uh, it's just single use. How old were they then.com. All right. I kind of like that. It's a Me good too, idea, yeah. right? Yeah, I would jump on that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Now listen to this story that I found. This is really okay. So it, this is Yahoo news. This is in uh, Brazil orders for a Brazilian pig feeding robot which plays classical music while dispensing meals what wait 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah i a thought you'd brazilian, want me to go back and say that again a brazilian robot uh-huh. that a brazilian pig pig feeding robot which plays classical music while dispensing meals orders for that machine have soared this year as farmers strove to cut costs amid the COVID-19 pandemic. And you say, really? What could that possibly do? Well, John, I'll tell you. Um, So the machine uses feeders that allow the animals that are divided into pens to receive the exact amount of feed that they need for each meal. And Mm -hmm. as they do it, as this robot does it, it plays (laughs) classical music, which the company says mitigates animal stress. Really? Okay, and the reason that sales have soared so much is that the robot reduces the presence of humans on the pig farm, and so people who, you know, would be subject to coronavirus working together on a farm are no longer doing that. Now, my problem is, of course, not mentioned in here, is what happens after the coronavirus when all these people just don't have any jobs. Now we're right. just employing a robot to play classical music for pigs. How about that guy, the poor guy? I lost my job to a Brazilian robot. How about that? I mean, what the heck? Okay, so speaking of robots, I saw a piece this week where there's a town in Japan where they have been attacked by bears these last uh, several years. So someone got the bright idea. Wait, bears are attacking a town? Yes, okay. people in the town. Okay. So the, the residents of the town got together. They purchased two wolf robots, wolf robots. And they've planted these robots, these two wolf robots, on either end of the town. And when a, be- a bear approaches, the bear, uh, the robot has, uh, you know, some sort of like camera sensors. It starts to make these crazy growling noise and its tail and red lights flash to scare the bears away. No way. I saw the videos. It works. Does it work? Yeah. No. Really? So robots okay, are coming. Well, I guess that's a, that sounds, seems like a pretty good use for robotic material. I guess. I mean, if you look at it, it looks pretty basic. What happened? So the wolf, so the actual wolves are out of work. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> yeah. They're, That's they're the having... sad thing. The wolves are looking at each other like, well, now what are we going to do? Well, what's going to happen? I mean, no. so we were, re- were we talking about the, um, the self-driving cars, right? We were talking about that. Yes. So now, I mean, what truck drivers, all of America, what, our, our good friend here, our truck driver, right? Greg. Trucker. Yeah. I mean, before you know it, what is this going to be? Three years, five years, Listen, ten years. I, I hate the I hate the idea of self driving cars. Right now, really if you s- if you see a wolf or a Brazilian robot driving a truck, you know we've like you know right. jumped the shark. Don't worry. If, if you hear the classical music, you'll know that the Brazilian robot is not driving the car, but it's instead is feeding the pigs. Right. What are they? What are the robot gets confused instead of playing classical music? It starts playing some Stevie Nicks songs. Well, yeah. But, well, Stevie Nicks would have to get a royalty off of that. <laughs> She sold it. She got 80 cents on the dollar. It's pretty, right. that's nice work if you can get it, huh? Right. The, pig, the pig likes landslide. <laughs> I don't know what it is. All right. All right. So it's National Cookie Day as we close out the, the week on the mm-hmm. ride home with John and Kathy. If you could pick a cookie, you guys, uh, tell me number one cookie. And 
maybe give me a number two as a backup. All right. My wife's date nut pinwheel. Mm. I'm going there always. Number two, you already said it, the orange pistachio. That's fabulous. Mike, Mike what do you got? I'm going with my wife's sugar cookie. Uh, number two, mm. I forget what they're called, but the, it's the uh, brown cookie with the Reese cup in the middle. Oh. Oh, I don't like those. I love those. Oh, yeah. No. That's a great cookie. That All is right. a great cookie. What are you having, Kat? Uh, number one, I'll go with my daughter's chocolate chip cookie that has semi-sweet and dark chips both in it. And second of all, I love myself a snickerdoodle, man. All right. Mm. Listen, have a cookie and have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday, God willing. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.